Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. We're continuing our series, Prayer Simple. It's based around that verse that Paul said about not being anxious about anything, Philippians chapter 4, but in everything with prayer and petitions give thanks to God. And we've been thinking about the way that most of our praying is based around our petitions, our lists of things that we want God to do. And please, again, don't misunderstand me. Those petitions and intercessions are as important as ever, especially at a time like this. But if that's what we understand by the word petition, what did Paul mean when he said prayer and petition? And we've begun to see that the prayer is much more about the relationship than simply about the request. That prayer is an invitation to be in relationship with God our Father and Jesus as our brother. An invitation into that relationship that has always existed at the heart of the universe. Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Jesus' prayer was, may they also be in us. That's the great invitation of uh, prayer. And so as we journey through this particular series, we're thinking about the way we understand who God is and how that helps or hinders us in leaning in to that relationship of prayer. For this week, there is a simple question. Where are we looking? Where are we looking? If we are going to enter more deeper into this relationship, then our vision, our focus, needs to be in the right place. We can see this through the whole of the scriptures. Let's go right back to one of the early stories where the people of God find themselves in a wilderness. Perhaps we can relate to that, particularly at this time. We ourselves have found ourselves in a wilderness of sorts. We are walking through barren land. We are traversing through difficult territory and challenging times. And the way God provided for them in the wilderness caught my attention. He gave them, the Bible says, a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. He gave them something visual that they could look at and see and know that God was with them. It wasn't just the the cloud uh, by day and the fire by night, but he also asked them to build an ark a room, basically, in which his presence would dwell. Now, clearly, the God of heaven and earth can't dwell within a small box, but it was something visual. So when they set up camp, there in the middle of their camp was this visual symbol of God's presence. And when they left camp and journeyed on, the the ark would go ahead of them, being carried by the priests, as would the, the cloud and the fire. In other words, 
the people of God were encouraged to keep looking towards God, to keep looking towards his presence. Now, that's not just a single Old Testament story. We can think of many New Testament stories where we are taught the same thing. Remember that story when the storm blew up on the lake. And again, we might be in a, uh, think of ourselves being in a storm, to use a, a different metaphor right now. And Jesus comes towards the disciples in the boat. And Peter, you'll remember the story, gets out of the boat and walks to Jesus on the water. But then the bit that's important for us, perhaps, this morning. It says, when Peter looked at the wind and the waves, he began to sink. It wasn't that Peter was walking on the water without the wind and the waves, without the storm. That was all still there. But Peter's ability to walk above the storm was dependent upon where he was looking. When he kept his eyes fixed on Jesus, he was able to walk on the water despite the storm. These are important lessons for us, aren't they? Because it's so easy for our vision, our perspective, our looking to be in the wrong place. Especially during these times. Every day we are bombarded with news about everything that is happening. Every day the media is full of hype, whether it's an image of uh, shop shelves completely bare, whether it's a, a, a kind of outrageous statistics that panic and worry us, not, not least to mention the facts themselves, it can be so easy for us to become overwhelmed by the storm. And so we are encouraged, just as they would as they journeyed through the wilderness, just as the disciples were in the storm on the lake, to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus. We use the phrase in our ordinary lives, don't we? I'm okay under the circumstances. Who wants to live under the circumstances? The invitation for Peter was to walk above the circumstances. That invitation for us is to live above the circumstances because we fix our eyes on Jesus and his gift to us is a peace that the world doesn't give and that the world cannot understand. We are in being invited to live above the circumstances. Paul said, of course, exactly the same thing to the church in Colossae, to the Colossians chapter 3. They were a small, struggling community, overwhelmed by what was happening in the empire, overwhelmed by the great powers that are at work that were outside of their control. I guess we can relate to that. We can feel so small and insignificant, overwhelmed by everything that is happening. And Paul wrote to the Colossians and he said, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Lift your gaze to where Christ is seated. It's mimicking or recalling words of Psalm 121 that Katie uh, read to us. I lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my 
help come from. So this is my invitation to all of us as we enter this new week. Where will we look? I want to encourage you to do three things that will help you keep your gaze fixed in the right place. I'd like to invite you to pray. In a few moments time, Claire is going to lead us in prayer, but also introduce to us a couple of rhythms of prayer that we can all engage in during the weeks ahead. Secondly, I'd like to ask you every day to read something from God's word. Maybe a psalm a day would be a great place to start if you're not in a regular rhythm at the moment. That we would let God's word dwell in us richly. That's what helps us keep our eyes fixed on him. And thirdly, and very importantly, I'd like to ask you to share. I'd like to ask you to share something of God's goodness with somebody else every day. A phone call, a text, a WhatsApp chat, jump on one of the Zoom calls, uh, all kinds of different ways we can do this. And there are two reasons that sharing is important. Philemon verse 6 tells us that when we share God's word, it helps get it rooted deeper inside us. You will grow and be blessed by sharing God's word. And also when we share God's word, it blesses other people and so it multiplies. Just to bring all of these thoughts together, I'm going to read some very familiar words from Hebrews about where we fix our eyes. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Claire's now going to help us as we pray together. Hello, I'm Claire and I'm part of the team here at Burlington. It feels very strange uh, not meeting together, but we wanted to offer a time where we can pray together. We live in extraordinary times, times that perhaps none of us have ever lived through. A time that is characterised by fear and concern. But we have a unique opportunity in this time as the children of God to be the family of God to one another and to this world. Carl Barth, who is a famous theologian, writes these words. To clasp the hands in prayer is the beginning of an uprising against the disorder of the world. Let's pray. This world is in disorder, but we have a unique opportunity to come before God, calling on his heavenly provision for our world and for one another. So in a moment or two, we're going to pray together using some words that you can find on the 24-7 website. You might want to quickly get it if you can, but don't panic because I will be leading it for us. But before that, I want to just uh, highlight two opportunities that we have uh, today and into the coming weeks that we can use to pray together. Firstly, uh, we have a call to prayer today, the 22nd of March at 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, The Archbishops, the Baptist Union, the EA, churches together, amongst others, are asking that we light a candle. 
and we place it in our window at seven o'clock tonight and that we pray, pray against uh, the virus that is taking hold of our nations, that we pray for our neighbourhoods, our family and our friends and that by putting a candle in the window, not only will people know that we are praying, but we are saying, come, Lord Jesus, we really need you. The second opportunity that we would like you to engage with is our Burlington family prayer rhythm. We'd like you to pause and pray twice a day at 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. It doesn't need to be long, but just a moment wherever you are to pause and to pray for our world, to pray for one another and to pray that this virus halts in Jesus name. All the information uh, about these two things will be found on our social media sites, but also on the website after our meeting together. So do head there for more information, some videos and some resources on how we can use both of those things to pray. Let's turn then to pray. Let's pray your kingdom come and your will be done in this time of our lives. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you to protect us from the spread of the coronavirus. You are powerful and merciful. Let this be our prayer. Have mercy on me, my God. Have mercy on me, for you are my refuge. I will take refuge in the shadow of your wings until the disaster has passed. Psalm 57 verse 1. Jehovah Shalom, Lord of Peace. We remember those living in coronavirus hotspots and those currently in isolation. May they know your presence in their isolation, your peace in their turmoil and your patience in their waiting. Prince of Peace, you are powerful and merciful. And let this be our prayer. May your mercy come quickly to meet us, for we are in desperate need. Help us, God our Saviour, for the glory of your name. Let's just pause for a moment and pray for those that we know who are already in isolation or who need God's peace at this time. God of all comfort and counsel, we pray for those who are grieving, reeling from the sudden loss of a loved one. May they find your fellowship in their suffering and your comfort in their loss and your hope in their despair. We name those before you that we know who are vulnerable and scared, the frail, the sick and the elderly. God of all comfort, you are powerful and merciful. He has delivered us from a deadly peril and he will deliver us again. On him we have set our hope that he will continue to deliver us. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 10. Jehovah Rapha, God who heals, we pray for all of the medical professions dealing daily with the intense pressures of this crisis. Grant them resilience in weariness, discernment in diagnosis and compassion upon compassion as they care. 
We thank you for the army of researchers working steadily and quietly towards a cure. Give them clarity, serendipity and unexpected breakthrough today. Would you rise above this present darkness as the sun of righteousness with healing in your rays? May this be our prayer. Sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by the great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Jeremiah 32 verse 17. God of all wisdom, we pray for our leaders, the World Health Organisations, national governments and the local leaders too. We pray for heads of schools, hospitals and other institutions. Since you have positioned these people in public service for this hour, we ask you grant them wisdom beyond their own wisdom, faith beyond their own faith and strength beyond their own strength to sustain vital institutions through this time of turmoil. God of all wisdom and counsel, you are powerful and merciful. And may this be our prayer. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, our ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. And finally, a blessing over all of us. May El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty, who loves you, protect you. May Jesus Christ, his son who died, save you. And may the Holy Spirit, who broods over the chaos, fill you with his presence. He may intercede for you and in you for others at this time. And so we stand firm on 2 Timothy 4 verse 18. The Lord will rescue me from every attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen.